Welcome home. I'm Kirsten. We interrupt this pre-recorded podcast to bring you a pre-recorded message from the podcasters known as Kirsten and Graham of the Welcome Home Podcast. Wow, so, Graham, that was really official. That that felt that <laughs> felt really like from from the from the big network, from the mothership. Beep, 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 beep. Um, so Kirsten told Wait, and me. Just, just so you guys know, we had a conversation offline whether I should find an actual breaking news sound effect on iTunes or whether Graham would just do it. And we voted for the beep, 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 beep. And I said, no, I got this. I got that was born to beep, beep, beep. Um, so coronavirus. Ho. Speak um, actually more like welcome home because we're all in our homes. Yeah. Yes. Or, or, or please do not. Like this is like the opposite. This is when uh, we're, you're, you're literally do not welcome anyone home. Yes, this You're is not welcome here. Home. Well, ironically, yet again, we've proven to hit the mark perfectly because we have Kathy Lip on today. She's the author of The Clutter-Free Home, and she's talking to us about decluttering your home and when was there a better time than when you're completely stuck in your home. So yes, Kirsten yes, yes. told me- but We're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves. So here's, here's the deal. We taped this. Graham is supposed to be traveling on spring break. I'm supposed to be- I don't even know. We were just, we, we had a lot of things on our calendar. So we taped about four episodes in advance. So we taped this when? Maybe a month ago? A month ago, um, yeah. Right. And we taped the intro. We taped everything. We were going to be ready to go. And we haven't even listened to it in a month. I'm going to go edit it right after this. But as we're talking, we're like, wait, can you even believe it? A month ago, the world was entirely different. And we decided we'd just hop on here for, for just a real quick intro um, because- At the expense of not being toned up. Uh, yeah, yeah, and just and also, well, and so we debated. We're like, do we do a whole Corona episode? Do we? And we have nothing to add. We have no, you know, we have no valuable information, and everything changes dramatically. No one would have thought we'd be in this position, and no one knows where we'll be next week. Um, but when we I'll just, interrupt again, yeah, we will interrupt with more breaking news on a biweekly show. Um, but we, but at the same time, we're like, you know what? No, let's keep the episode because people are stuck in their homes and decluttering is what actually a ton of people are doing right now. So it, it is shocking twist of fate is actually quite relevant. Um, but also, yes, we're definitely going to be more lighthearted and fun and silly because we had no idea this was coming when we taped this. And this so, is what everyone needs right now. And it's right, perfect. It and ironically, well, we had two pre-taped. We had one on decluttering, which is great, which we love with Kathy. But then we also, our next episode, just telling you in advance, is on what your babysitter won't tell you and all the inside details. We actually interview a real live babysitter, but ironically, nobody's allowed to go out right now. Yeah, so, no one needs a babysitter. And everyone's completely dreaming use, of babysitters. Completely useless information. But yes, this show will be like when you watch a sitcom just to take your mind off it and remember when things used to be normal because... There's no reference to coronavirus. There's no reference to why you're stuck at home. This is a great idea. But sometimes we need that. Sometimes we need to just check out and say it was normal at one point and it will be normal again. Um, so hopefully that does that for you. And also, um, you know, it, hopefully it inspires you with all the time you have in your home to now maybe take on some of these decluttering projects. You know what, Graham? Actually, you know what I did yesterday? What? I um, refinished my my outside patio table that was like a teak wood. I saw and, you post that. How did you do yeah, that? Well, because right before the right before the quarantine, I started the project because it was right after we taped the DIY episode and then it ran out of water locks, which by the way, if anyone else is refinishing or you know resealing wood tables, water locks is the brand you need because it's food safe, but it's really hard to find. And so I had to wait for like two weeks for it to be shipped to me. So I finally got my water locks in and I finished up the project yesterday. But 
it was because I was inspired by the DIY episode. So there you go. So maybe this will inspire somebody to do some decluttering, but hopefully you do find it helpful. I think this is a perfectly timely episode. Perfectly timely, shockingly, which is good because do we have time to tape a podcast? We've got how many kids at home? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) How's homeschooling going, Graham? Oh my gosh. Wow. Well, we're on spring break this week. So I did one week of school and then we decided to do a week of spring break, which it's legitimately spring break. And then I'm hoping we get some kind of e-learning running next week, something, anything. Yeah. We're supposed to be, I, I actually did a little schedule just yesterday and I didn't do a schedule. I did more of a checklist. Like once you've done 20 minutes of math, 20 minutes of reading and I got the Khan Academy and I got Epic book for kids mm-hmm. and they used the, some typing program at school, typing masters, I think. So they already had a login. So I did all that. And my daughter's been going to tutoring on her zoom, which is adorable. But well, we've been um, doing ukulele lessons on zoom. That's are you serious? Fun. Yeah. It's very strange. My daughter's going to start gymnastics lessons on zoom next week. It's a whole new world. People are going to learn what, how spread out we really can be. I actually think the middle states are going to start to get more populous. Oh, because people are just going to realize like I can do everything remotely. Mm -hmm. I think we're going to have a little diaspora for all this unused space. I mean, you think about it, look at the numbers of coronavirus right now in like South Dakota. Mm -hmm. You know, Minnesota, South Dakota, Kansas. No, I haven't been there, but (laughs) I mean, it's it's pretty, but I don't know if it's going to be like a huge population boom. No, if anyone if anyone lives in South Dakota and I've got it all wrong. Oh, by the way, speaking of which, my new favorite show. Mm-hmm. Any listeners we have in Nebraska? And I know there's very populous areas of Nebraska and then there's more rural areas in Nebraska. Have you watched um Bless This Mess? No. Oh my gosh, Graham. It is making me so happy. It's so cute. It's Lake Bell and Dak Shepherd and they leave their New Yorker lifestyle because they inherit a farm. Which Ooh. is like an old dilapidated farm, and they moved to a town with 700 people in the middle of um, like farming, farming in Nebraska, and it is just the greatest. It is oh, that sounds show. lovely. Bless this, and it's funny. And it's a comedy. Oh, it's hysterical. It's a 30 minute comedy. I'm obsessed. Okay, that's exactly what I need. Like I'm yes. still falling asleep to, you know what's Creek. Uh, oh um, yeah, yeah, so. yeah. I, I, it's a long show. It's on for a lot of seasons. I'm almost done, but it's delightful. Like makes you happy. It does. What is it about that show that makes everyone so happy? Oh, I can tell you. I've already figured it out. I had multiple conversations about it. Okay. Because it's completely wholesome. Like they almost end every season with like a Christmas episode, the way that sitcoms used to be. But it's about the most non-traditional family. Like the family really loves each other. They bond the way that all the old sitcoms used to be. But yet they're, they do it in the most non-traditional of ways. And so there's a beauty to it. That's so... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, and you also like realize whenever they kind of talk about how things used to be that they actually were a terrible family before and they didn't yeah. really know each other or like each other, but now when they're living in this crummy motel, they've gotten to like be a sweet family. Yeah, you're right. right. And they're all intrinsically good people at their core. Like they have ex- excellent values, like personal values, but yet they, they show it in just a different, in a new creative twist. No, it's a very good show. I'd recommend You know what? You kind of remind me of Alexis in that like you're shockingly competent. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, you're like, you know what? I wouldn't give that girl. And then you're like, actually, you know what? I totally trust her with anything. She's super brilliant. She does, you know? So like, yeah, what I, <laughs> we won't make jokes about it for all the people who haven't watched it, but that's a but fun thing to do when you're, it, here's your jobs, guys. Here's your, here's your quarantine job. Homeschool your kids. Yeah, maybe if you get to it, refinish some tables, watch Shit's Creek, watch Bless This Mess and and smile and smile we had we had one more oh and declutter declutter your house declutter this this too shall pass right this too shall pass okay um well hopefully y'all enjoy this episode and back to your regularly scheduled podcasting welcome home i'm kirsten 
And I'm Graham. And this podcast is the home at class you wish you'd been offered. We're two moms who've been real life best friends for more than two decades. We're trying to create gracious homes that are welcoming, but also functional, all while dealing with real life kids, schedules, and budgets. Stick with us and we'll share and show what we know, what we've learned, where we've messed up, and how to fix it. For everything we can't make up, we'll bring in the best experts we can find. You're listening to Welcome Home. Today on Welcome Home, we're sorting through the clutter in the most inspiring of ways. We'll learn the psychology behind why casting off the unneeded can be so freeing. And we'll give you practical questions to help you decide what stays and what goes. Plus, why cheese of the month may just be the perfect gift to reduce clutter, how Kirsten almost got green-lighted to ditch her china, and why Graham's job as a podcaster does not require a college diploma. All that and more on this week's episode of Welcome Home. Welcome home, Graham. Welcome home, Kirsten. Welcome, everyone, to Welcome Home Podcast. Hi. So much welcoming. So welcoming. I dare you. Say welcome once again. Welcome. Welcome. I, I like it. Oh. So decluttering today. This was good. I liked this. I know I say that a lot, but like I really liked this because I've got so much to get rid of. Well, I didn't want to say it when Kathy was on us because we're talking to Kathy Lip. She wrote the clutter-free home. But, but she'll like, never know that we're talking about her now. So yeah, she'll never know now. But like I feel like Marie Kondo has become like a dirty word when you talk to other declutterers, right? But the truth is, is like we all kind of have a sense of what Marie Kondo's ass pitches. Kirsten and I got to read this book, The Clutter-Free Home. Which was very it, good. It is sharp, right? This is not mm-hmm. just like ditch, 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 ditch. We went through and she kind of goes into a little bit of the psychology behind what it means when we're hanging on to things. But it was very, it was a quick and easy read, um, but it was very practical. Totally practical. I mean, I do feel like Marie Kondo, it's a little bit like you are joining a kind of a cult of decluttering and minimalism, whereas this just feels like come on this is like this this read more like like the best friend who's going to shoot you straight and like tell you like you do not need this you know what I mean it it, it doesn't seem like you have to like change your entire outlook on life and you know it's just like no 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 no. like come on right this is just this isn't gonna hurt it's you gotta do it this is yeah or right or how the shoe thing we were talking about which I love you know like when you hang on to this and it doesn't fit you and it doesn't work it says like I'm not valuable enough as a human right that's it I've never I've never looked at decluttering in that way right Mm. when you're keeping something that doesn't work one way or another that you says and there are times when we just can't afford to or whatever the reason is just ditch everything we have and like do it perfectly but there is something to adding in the element of personal valuation that is another impetus to get rid of things that might be holding us back or keeping us from bettering things around us. Yeah. And not to be like too massively deep, but I mean, I've beat this, this horse to death in this episode, but you know, with moving, it really does make you look at some of these things. And there are certain things where I have, I'm such a different person than I was at 22. Mm -hmm. So why am I still holding onto this top? You know what I mean? There's still an element like, I love that person. It was great when I was in college. And why do I still have this? You know, like, it's also like, this is a different stage of life. And some Mm -hmm. of this stuff, it was so great for that stage. We are in a different stage, you know? Or the other thing is I'm sitting here in my closet looking, I have this bag right now of um, from our Christmas cards or Easter cards or whatever. And these are like the ones that came back because they were the wrong return address or, or whatever. Anyway, long story short, I've got about four of these bags like this that I just keep every year. Mm-hmm. I need to just sit down, devote three hours to updating my address book and throw away all this stuff. Because every time I look at it, it's like a to-do list personified. 
not personified. That's the right word. You know what you need to do is take a day. I find it's better if I put it on my calendar. Like Mm. I block off a day to do it because what'll happen is those are, I feel like those are the tasks that are supposed to be done in the margins. And if you actually put it as the structure of your day, it kind of changes, you know, like today I'm going to plow through all 65 things that have been, you know, kind of nagging at me. Sure. Sure. And it's just not that hard a task, but the, there's an emotional toll to just walking by it, walking by it. Okay. So you know what we did not get to on this episode, but I really want to talk about as I was complaining to my friends about all the declutter you have to do and all of the clothes I'm getting rid of. Okay. Have you heard of ThreadUp? Oh yeah. It's super cool. Yeah. I like ThreadUp. You've heard of it? Uh, Yep. I have actually heard of it, Kirsten. How, how do you know about an app before me? What's going on here? Because ThreadUp is cool. I've actually tried it. Have you bought something on it? Uh, I haven't bought, but I've sent stuff. You have sent stuff. Okay, well, why did you tell me about this then? I don't know. I do, didn't think it was worth mentioning, but it's a neat concept. You just put your stuff in a bag. They send you a bag. Okay, so well, let's explain. So she said, the, the friend who's telling me about this told me about Poshmark. Have you done Poshmark? Yeah. What, are you like living in the 1800s? Apparently. <laughs> apparently. How come you're not telling me these things? What else are you doing secretly behind my back? I don't know. It's like, doesn't even warrant mentioning. I just, every now and then I hit, I hit the posh mark. <laughs> okay. So to you, okay, well here, cause here's what she was saying. She said with, if any of our listeners are also, I guess, stuck in the 1800s. So she was saying, you know, posh mark seems a tad bit intimidating because you have to take the pictures of everything and kind of do your mm-hmm. own marketing. With mm-hmm. thread up, she's like, you just throw it in the bag, send it to them and they do it all. Yeah. And they donate if it's not worth it though. That's the thing. If it doesn't meet their standards, they, so they send, it's, it's like designer consignment and, you know, I have a special place in my heart for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can just take all your stuff. But it's not even designer. Th- they had stuff on there from Target, Old Navy, and yeah, maybe you're only making 50 cents on it, mm-hmm. but it was everything from like, but she was selling great. very, very high end stuff to also mixing in Target and right. It's just, yeah, it's a consignment where they do the back end work for you rather than going to a designer consignment store. It's like a huge warehouse that does all the back end consignment. It's okay. cool. It's a, it's a I'm new concept. I'm so excited about this. Yeah, it's, it's very cool. It is very cool. Okay, so you've actually done it. And then what did it make it easier for you to clean out your closet? Yes and no. I mean, I, yes, I feel like I just always somehow clothes just appear in my closet, which sounds crazy. I don't know how this happens. Like I'll get rid of a bunch and then more just show up. Okay. Well, if ThreadUp is, if ThreadUp is new information to you, then no. Okay. Um, all right. Well, yeah, this was a good episode. Kathy's extraordinary. We enjoyed talking She's to her. She's a lot of fun. a dynasty, really. She has, what, like 400 podcast episodes. So if I mean, you yeah, really, really... want to dive deep into decluttering. And, you know, I like to listen whenever we have new guests on who, who I'm not familiar with our podcast. I love to go in there. And, and she's got a lot of great guests, too. It's a good, it's a good podcast to add to repertoire. It's, there, she's got a lot of great information there. So I hope you enjoy Kathy. She's a lot of fun. And we thought she was really helpful. Welcome, Kathy Lip, who we're kind of welcoming, but we've already been chatting for like 15 minutes because we already like Kathy and feel like she's a friend. Y'all didn't hear this. It's offline, but we've already got our disaster plan in place. We are moving in with Kathy, and she's promised us loads of cheese. She's going to fit in well here. I'm already obsessed with you guys. This is, <laughs> this is just the beginning of a beautiful relationship. I can already tell. We love it. Oh, well, thank you, Kathy. Okay, so introduce our, yourself to our audience because you are everywhere. Books, speaking, a podcast yourself. I mean, tell us all the things. Well, okay. So like the favorite question I ever got was, where do you get all your ideas for your books and stuff? I'm like, I just pick up things that I really sucked at 
and I learned to do them better. And then I passed that on to other people. And the person who asked me said, and this was a, a parenting book I was talking about. She goes, oh, I never really found parenting that hard. And I'm like, yeah, I don't want your book. Like, no. clear, I don't want your book. So no. let me just tell you, I have done everything wrong. And I'm learning to be a grown up now and figure it all out. And so I want to pass my hard earned wisdom on to other people. My dad was a hoarder. And so that is why clutter has been such a struggle for me. But I, uh, I love the redemption that can come from going from a cluttery life to just a, a life of freedom. And that's really what I talk about in absolutely everything I do. It's like, how are we stuck in our lives and how do we move forward? Okay, when you say hoarder, do you mean like a legitimate hoarder legit. or just legit hoarder? No. Okay. Legit, like if he hadn't lived with my mom, like there would have been, he, would, he wouldn't have been able to live in his own home. Yeah. Okay, okay. But you're not, but you didn't go so far. Like you didn't go pendulum swinging. You're not a minimalist and you make that distinction, which is also right. fascinating because sometimes it's like, I don't even want to read that book about cluttering because I know I'm never going to be a minimalist. Oh no. And I'm not really a maximalist either, but I'm like in a safe space because here's the thing, the more stuff, the more you have to take care of. And like, no, I don't want to do that. But also I like more than four shirts. Let's just be super clear. And <laughs> And I may not do laundry for four days. So maybe I need to have more than four shirts. So I'm not a minimalist by any stretch of the imagination, but I was definitely cluttery. I was the person that I, you're not coming over to my house without two weeks notice and probably like a warrant. Like I don't want to let you into my house because it's so cluttery and out of control. And I just got to a point where I realized that really my clutter, it wasn't cute anymore. It was keeping me from doing what I wanted to do. So what's, what, what was the change? Like what I'm assuming you had some sort of aha moment. Cause that's kind of a pendulum shift. Yes. I come from a family of hoarders too, like actual legit. I know what you're talking about. It's not my parents necessarily, but I've seen it and lived amongst it. And it's tricky when you talk about keeping that much stuff around you and it's cluster. And especially when you're like a child around yeah. it, it's very hard. Um, you know, because in a way it is, it's like living with a disease. You know, it, it is, it's like, it's, you're exactly right. It's like living with a disease that the child has no control over. And yeah. so, you know, you're not empowered to make those decisions and the stuff has so much meaning to people, even if they can't express it, it's, <laughs> it, it can be heartbreaking. So no, I was never a clutterer, but I was definitely that person who couldn't get on top of it. And really what made the change for me was when my husband and I got married and we, we live in Silicon Valley. So think mm -hmm. of, you know, everybody dreams of living in a million dollar house. We just didn't know it'd be 1100 square feet, you know, it's <laughs> crazy. And it's so insane. it is insane. And so we combined households. And so there were six of us living in 1400 square feet Gosh. and you know, we could either just let, let, you know, clutter take its course or we could do something about it. And so that's when I had to say, you know, this stuff is getting in the way of my life and mm -hmm. we had to make some hard decisions. So a hoarder really is a, a disorder. And so mm -hmm. they can, they can have that realization, but they can't let go of the stuff. It's a totally different classification, but most of us are dealing with clutter at this point and we can take control over it. 
Okay, so give us some nuts and bolts. I liked the intro story you had about your friend Deb and the feeling that her house had. Can you just kind of right. briefly paraphrase what that will, you know, kind of help us yes. dive into that? So, you know, when we were talking, I went to her house, I think it was a PTA meeting we were doing, and I, it wasn't perfect by any stretch of the imagination, but it was so functional and, you know, like her furniture was older, but it was neat. And I, I just, I was so comfortable there. And so I was so comfortable with her. I gave her the ultimate friend pass that said, Hey Deb, you don't need to clean up before I come over. You know, we're those kind of friends. And she goes, actually, I didn't clean up. You know, she goes, I know it's a little messy, but this is just how we live. And I was like, holy cow, people actually live like this. They don't like take two days off of work before the relatives come over to stash and dash everything around in their house. And I just thought, man, I just want to be able to invite people in and not be ashamed all the time. And that's really, that was one of the turning points for me. Okay. So let's talk about the clutter test then, because yeah. you, you, what I liked about this book is it's like, yes, you get into the theories of it and sort of the, this is why it matters. And this is why it's actually holding you back. And it's not just about the stuff. It's about the bigger picture, but then you give some really practical techniques. Mm -hmm. um, can you kind of help our listeners figure out the really, the clutter test? Yeah. So this is what I like to, to do is I can look at an item and say, okay, do I love it? If you love it, this is where minimalism is not my friend. If you love it, you get to keep it. Now, here's the problem. Lots of people have things they love. They're stored in the garage in a box that they're waiting for their next life to mm -hmm. unpack. And I've just been through this. We just sold our house. Rogers lived there for 18 years. I've lived there for 15 years. You know, stuff piles up. And so having to make these decisions, it's not just about love, but then the next question is, do I use it? So, and what I mean by using it, is it displayed in a loving way? Is it, is it intentional? Is it something I actually use? And then the third question is, would I buy it again? Now, here's the good news. I haven't had to use my emergency kit for, you know, years and years. Right. But if I didn't have it, I would buy it again. Same with a fire extinguisher, things like that. So okay. if you can answer a strong yes to it, and it's not stuffed in a box, then I say keep it incorporated into your life as your space allows. So, uh, you know, part of it is you have to figure out what space works for you. When we were six people living in 1400 square feet, there was not time for, it, there was no place for like, oh, this cute little armchair that nobody actually sits in, but I really like how it looked. Like, no, everything had to be love it and use it. There was, there was no in between. Mm -hmm. And so you have to figure that out according to your own space. But what do you think about, okay. I don't want to jump ahead here. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So let's stay with the clutter just for a second. So you love right. it, do you use it, would you buy it again? And right. you don't have to answer yes to all three of them. No, no, because, because here's the thing. There are things that you have in your house that you love that you don't use necessarily. Mm -hmm. You know, it's um, a picture on the wall or something like that. That's not a useful item, it, but you need to have things in your life that bring you beauty. Mm -hmm. But I, the question is, is everything in your house intentional? really that's what it is mm. is is that picture intentionally there because it makes you happy when you see it like it's so funny i've just when i was driving i i drive to another location to do these podcasts and things because i don't have good internet where i live 
which is amazing because we, I remember if we talked about this on the show, I'm sorry, I'm going to get you on this. You said you live in Silicon Valley. Why does Silicon Valley have the world's worst internet? Whenever I'm there, we're there a lot. What is the problem? What is the problem? We spent a decent amount of time in Silicon Valley. I cannot get my phone to work. The internet doesn't work. Like, what are you guys doing over there? It's crazy, right? My husband's an engineer and he can't explain it. But actually, we just sold that Silicon Valley house. So now we're living in a mountain house. But that mountain house, you know, it's like two tin cans and a wire. So I come to my mom's house that has decent internet in Sacramento so that I can talk to lovely people like you. And it's, it gives me an hour and 15 minutes every time I do a podcast oh to think gosh. because that's how, that's how far I have to go. And I was just thinking about these two pictures in our bedroom that I'm like, I don't love them. I don't use them. Like, I don't even notice they're there. And it's, it's constantly going through your house and making sure things are there on purpose. Like as soon as I get home, those two pictures are coming down. Cause I'm like, they just don't bring me any, they don't make me happy. And so why would I have things in my house that I don't use and don't make me happy? Okay. But so I've got way, but then you, you have oh, blank right. wall space. So what do you, then you, do you immediately feel like you have to go out and buy something else to fill the no, blank wall? I'll wait until something just makes me so excited. Uh, blank walls are not a problem for me, but uh, I can, but there are things that it's like, okay, I want to have space. This is the, what I love is like, you're opening up space for something new to come in. You're not cramming all this new stuff over your old stuff. You're opening up space. And the next time something just like speaks to you, then you can bring it in. Hey, everyone. Quick break from getting our lives in order. Let's get our children's faces in order. We're sponsored again by Jonas Paul. We love Jonas Paul. For anyone who's not familiar, Jonas Paul Eyewear offers wonderfully affordable eyewear and glasses, prescription glasses for your little ones. What they'll do is they'll send you an at-home try-on kit, which allows you to find the perfect pair right at home. Your kids can try them on. You don't have to drag them to the eye doctor. And basically they'll send you seven frames that you can try for seven days and they'll only charge your card a dollar while you're choosing. And basically you pick your uh, frame and then you send in your prescription and you can get affordably priced prescription glasses for your kiddos ages four to 16. So what they're doing is we're doing a great special for our listeners. Anyone who's never tried them before, go to jonaspauleyewear.com. That's Jonas, J-O-N-A-S, Paul eyewear.com. And if you use the discount code, welcome home, you'll get 15% off your prescription glasses. They're also launching a line of sunglasses, um, new non-prescription sunglasses that'll work for kiddos who don't need prescription glasses. I don't think our discount applies for that, but it does apply for the prescription glasses. So jonaspauleyewear.com and use the code welcome home for 15% off. Thank you, Jonas Paul. Thanks, Jonas Paul. We love your stuff. Our kiddos wear them. Okay, we also want to go ahead and tell you about BetterHelp. BetterHelp's been a sponsor for a while. BetterHelp is online counseling that is there for you. This is really cool because you get help on your own time and at your own pace, and it's through secure video or phone sessions, plus chat or text with your therapist. So this is really like bringing old school therapy into a much more modern context um, and just making it a lot more, a lot easier to use with your daily life. But again, all the great things about therapy are still there. So anything you share is totally confidential. It's licensed therapists. There's 3,000 licensed therapists across all 50 states. And if you're not happy with your counselor, you're not locked in, you can change at any time for any reason um, with no additional charge. They have licensed professional counselors who specialize in depression, stress, um, LGBT matters, family conflicts, 
anger, self-esteem, pretty much anything you can think of, you can find somebody who is right there with that specialty, which can be great for some of our listeners who I know live in more remote areas where maybe they couldn't find that. Um, There's a uh, secure, again, confidential, professional, and affordable. There is even financial evade available for those who qualify. Um, You can start communicating in under 24 hours. So this is something where you can get started right away. And to make it truly affordable, we also have a 10% off code for your first month. So you're going to want to go to betterhelp.com slash welcome home and enter the discount code welcome home all one word and save 10% off your first month one more time that's betterhelp.com slash welcome home and use the promo code welcome home to save 10% off your first month thanks so much better help and for any of our listeners who feel like they just might need to talk to someone this is a great way to get the help you need so thanks so much and we'll get back to our decluttering episode okay so I've got one for you getting back to this clutter. <laughs> can, you yeah. tell, can you tell this is like a, this is real personal for me? <laughs> this is an intervention. Got it. Okay, let's do this. You can send us a bill, Kathy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is your hourly rate here? Um, okay, well, and as all of our listeners know, I'm moving across the country, so clutter is just on my mind and really right. thinking, you know, it's one thing. It's not, it's, a, it's not a good thing, but it is one thing to just live with things or pack them up and put them in your garage or your attic and ignore them. But when you have to actually go to the garage or the attic, bring them down put them in a moving truck and pay to ship them across the country there is a little bit of that like mental health okay wait a minute what am I doing here so here's the thing the, I'm, I'm just, we're, Graham and I were talking about it a minute ago. I'm giving away this huge dollhouse that's in my daughter's room mm. that she has never played with. She's not a dollhouse kid. She just wanted yeah. it because her cousins had it and it was right. a stupid decision. But anyhow, she has this dollhouse, getting rid of it. We're going to clear up so much room. It's going to be great. And the best part is it's going to my friend's daughter who loves dollhouses. This is right. going to bring her joy. And right. I love the idea of like, I don't need this anymore, but somebody else needs it and it'll be so much better to have that person, whatever. Here is my problem. The things of like, they're not going to bring anyone joy. Nobody Mm -hmm. wants this giant collection of framed, you know, like those school pictures where your picture's in the corner and then it's the class composite. I have like a hundred of those from every soccer team my husband was ever on. Like, it's not like, oh, they're not bringing our family joy, but so many other families would just love this. What do I do with those things? Take a picture of them and pitch them. Like my college diploma. I know it sounds crazy. But like, what <gasps> am I doing? College diploma? No, I'm asking Kathy permission. This it's my turn, oh, Kirsten. Like, <laughs> like I... I'm just sitting here thinking. <laughs> Yes. Me, me. I'm next in line. Um, you know, I'm just yes. like, well, what, why am I like, it's not pretty. I mean, it's fine. Wait a minute. No, 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 no. Actually, no, I'm going to stop you. Do not throw away your college diploma because we went to the same college. Grim, that was done on actual animal skin. Nobody even does that because it's cruel and inhumane, but like that I animal died that. for your diploma. Lamb skin. They were very proud of that fact. I yeah, they were really that. into that. Like how many animals have died? Okay, okay, but they, are you, are you hearing this crazy? sacrifices. Oh, they were so proud. They told us when they bought it, everyone got to know about like the lambskin parchment it was on. Yeah. Yeah. We're the the only school that still does that. But see, you you see the problem here, Kathy, is like, I just came up with something that I never used, doesn't bring me joy. Like I still, in my heart, know the college I went to. Like I'm cool with throwing it out. I'm not hanging it. It's just sitting in a closet somewhere. And I've got Kirsten over here telling me not to throw it out. Kirsten's an enabler. (laughs) (laughs) Busted. Thank you, Kathy. Here's the thing. I, I want, as somebody who has just moved, 
get rid of everything. Because here's what it is, Graham. It's a decision. And let me tell you, on the last day of moving out, like your decision fatigue will set in like no other thing. And Kirsten, I know you're moving here pretty soon. So like make as many tough decisions as you possibly can. And now here's the thing. I would not have a problem if Graham wanted to take that out of the frame, put it in a full, you know, a, a standing file, like a little folder and put it in her file box. But here's the thing. It's not serving her. Is your stuff serving you? Does it, when you look at that diploma, does it make you happy? Does it make you proud? Or would a picture do just the same thing? I think so. But then I, in the back of my mind, it's like, well, what if I get a, you know, big girl job someday and I have to go to an office and they expect me to put something up on the walls and then I don't have my diploma anymore. And that's how hoarding happens. Yes. This is, this is the what ifs, what ifs, what ifs. Now, here's another question for you. How hard would it be if that really was the case, just, you know, mm -hmm. you, you are living in a working girl fantasy and <laughs> you are like, you know, you are now the president. First of all, the president of the company does not have their diploma probably Good up point. on their wall. Good point. But here's the, they're not hiring you because of your diploma. They're hiring you because you're awesome Graham. And so, yes, you. you know, you can put awesome Graham things up like pictures of your family and doing awesome Graham things. That's or what my we inspirational want. I'm shaking my head over here, things. Kathy, because as her business partner, I was yeah. actually, I have been spending this entire podcast thinking here she is podcasting from her son's closet. And I would really like to see a diploma behind her. I would like to know <laughs> she's qualified. Yeah, yeah you're doubting my credentials. <laughs> I love it. Okay. But I want to talk about uh, something moving on um, that I thought was amazing. I think there were so many nuggets of gold um, in your book. Oh, I loved you. your concept of the just in case thinking is impoverished oh, thinking. I had yes. never this was looked, good. I had never looked at this before. And I believe you were you were talking about shoes, was it was an yeah, analogy probably. about yeah. Just shoe closets. It was about, it was really about shoes that kind of pinched you. Right. So say like I have two great pairs of shoes. One, you know, they're, they're my red, um, you know, pointed toe. They look awesome. And I have another pair of red that they're, they're just so, so cute. But here's the thing. The second pair pinches, but I spent so much money on, like these were Nordstrom shoes, right? <laughs> these were not Payless shoe sores. Right. These were Nordstrom. But every time I wear them, I'm in pain. So here's the thing. I don't wear them anymore. I wear my other red shoes and I wear them all the time and they're super cute. But I hold on to those other shoes because what if I lose my job? What if I have to start podcasting from my son's closet? Because I have no other place to go, right? And I can- That sounds bleak. I know, right? close to home, Kathy. Yes, exactly. And I have no way to buy red shoes again. And so I keep these- you know, in case, you know, what do our brains think? That our toes are going to rearrange themselves? Like eventually they'll stop pinching. Why do any of us put ourselves through that? But we hold on to those shoes, like just in case. And really what we're saying is, I don't, I don't trust myself to provide. You know, I'm a person of faith. I don't trust God to provide. I don't trust um, my family situation to provide for when I need new shoes. Or I don't trust myself to be clever enough to think, hey, I've got red shoes I love. And if those start to fall apart, I can get them repaired. I mm -hmm. can do good things. But we hold on to the pinchy red shoes because we have a poverty mentality. What if this is the last? Yeah, you know, we go to bleak 
crazy, nonsensical places. And it's just a poverty mentality is really what it is. Mm-hmm. That is such a brilliant way to look at it. Okay, so as but you're that we're that also too, what I liked is that we're not necessarily worthwhile to wear a good pair of shoes, which I right. think was an interesting concept, right? Like, don't you? Wouldn't you deserve to like at least, or maybe go take those shoes and get them stretched, or put some you know Something. pads in the back, or take the time to like fix up the pair. But I have, I mean, I have so many pairs in my closet that I look at and I'm like, "Mm, those are only good if I can immediately valet to the restaurant and be escorted straight to my seat so I could sit down all night and don't have to stand up and then go straight back to my car. (laughs) And and do you live a JLo life normally where those kind of things happen? Right? Exactly. And here's the thing. There are people whose feet would actually fit in those shoes. So Mm -hmm. if you're not invested enough to go get them stretched or do, you know, put the pads in them, then give a, you know, put them, give them to goodwill. Let somebody else who are like, I haven't felt my feet in the last 10 years, let them wear the shoes and it's going to be okay. Sometimes we're just supposed to own things for a little while and we don't have to live with our mistakes for the rest of our lives. Oh, I like like that. You don't have to. Okay. Yeah. Cause, cause I'm thinking about a pair of shoes I bought that are, these are a pair of target heels. I think they were 20 bucks Mm -hmm. and I'm holding on to them because I went to a wedding and I got there and I was like, oh my gosh, I forgot fancy shoes. So there was a Target next to our hotel. So I ran to the Target, picked up a pair of black pumps that I didn't even like to begin with and were wildly uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. And this was maybe four years ago. And I've had them because I was so bitter that I had, I have lots of cute, super cute, basic black, like wedding shoes, Mm -hmm. but I had to go buy these. And so out of anger at myself for forgetting to pack one of the pairs of shoes I actually do like, I'm holding on to these. And it's like, guess what, Kiris? You forgot to pack the shoes get over it. Right. And, and you know what, I also think there's this cost when we bought something and obviously a $20 pair of shoes, you can say, okay, well, no big deal versus, you know, the very expensive pair of shoes you bought that it didn't work out. But I think there is this element too, of like, we try to put a financial number on these things, Mm -hmm. whether it's small or big. Um, But what you're really doing is you're forgetting that there's also a cost to opening a closet looking at 800 things that don't really fit and take your time and you don't ever really weigh the cost of that. Well, and here's the problem with a full closet. It gives, it says there's so much stuff in here. I can't sort it out. So I just need to go buy something new. Mm. Like it helps, it, 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 it overwhelms us. Overwhelm is such a path to clutter. And so when we can say, you know what, I actually have four great outfits that I could wear to a wedding or I could wear to speak or whatever I'm going to do. And you identify them, you hang them together and you're like, these are my outfits. I, I do something, you know, I'm a speaker and I travel all over the United States. So every year, like every sea, not season, but like every spring and summer and then fall and winter, I buy three outfits and I just wear them to death. And then I wash them, I donate them, and I never see them again. And the reason is clothes are not meant to be hung on to for the rest of your life. Now, there are some pieces I have. I don't know if you guys know the brand Johnny Was, but it's like all embroidered. Like it's very, it's kind of like, I don't know, boho and, but like grown up boho. And I just love it. And I just bought a shirt from them that most expensive piece of clothing I've ever purchased in my entire life, but I'm going to wear that until I'm buried in it. I love it. But for most of us, our clothes are not these pieces that are going to carry us through the rest of our lives. They're, they're there to serve a time and a purpose. And by the way, clothes is, clothes are supposed to be fun. 
you know, they're supposed to express your personality and things change. So don't hold on to things that you aren't using because you know what, that shirt that you have worn to death and you're just like, I, if I see it one more time, but I don't want to give it up because what if I need it someday? That is going to be the answer to some woman's prayer who's looking for an interview jacket or is looking for something to take her kids to, to school in that you know she couldn't afford to buy in the store. You could be the answer to somebody else's prayer. I'm about to go nuts on my closet. Thank you. That's, uh, yes. Me too. I'm getting excited. I'm about I'm to go really go getting crazy. Excited. I love it's about it. to be bad. This is Jess Betancourt, the host of DNA ID, the only true crime podcast that exclusively covers cases solved using forensic genealogy. DNA ID goes behind the headlines to answer your questions about this remarkable new crime-solving tool, how it works, how cases are selected, why the cases were unsolved for so long, and how the justice system is addressing it. I include input from law enforcement to give you the inside scoop that we all crave with a straightforward, no-nonsense delivery. You can find DNA ID on any podcast platform. Episodes come out weekly on Mondays. Okay. So as we mentioned, I'm moving. And I think part of it is you mentioned before about things that fit your home, but then you also sort of, and that's hard for me right now since I don't actually know what a new home is going to look like, but you also kind of, you know, hedged that a little bit and said, um, and said, you can't go too much because you can easily just, if your house gets bigger, fill it up with more junk. Right. Can you talk about that a little bit about, you know, sort of not letting, because I don't, for, for example, we don't have a pantry and there are certain things as we're packing up, my husband keeps saying, well, what if we have a pantry one day? Won't you be glad you have? And it's like, well, yeah, I guess if I did a pantry, it wouldn't be bad to have seven extra sets of China, but right now it's Ugh. dragging me down. What, what is right. your thought on this? So I think you pack for the life you have, because even if your house changes, your life probably is not going to change that much. Are you entertaining people currently with like formal China? Once every other year. Okay. Okay. <laughs> so if you have China that you absolutely love. I hate every piece of China I own. I Okay. So here's what I would say. Real ditch sensitive it, topic. Can't stand ditch, anything I own in my China. Ditch it all and start over with something that is exclusively you and your husband's that you just love. Well, that's the next question that I have. This is buried in one of my issues I'm currently struggling with. Like, can we make money off of some of this? Because I think there is the green concept, right? Like, right. like I don't want to live a disposable life. I don't want to like right. constantly be bringing in new, you know, oh, new clothing, yeah. new whatever. Like, I would like to live a smaller footprint. Right. Um, you know, but then I have some things that are very, that are quality, yeah. um, like Kirsten's China, you know, and I wonder if these days, I just think there's not that much appreciation for antiques or whatever. Right. Like is Kirsten going, she has, I'm sure a lovely collection of China. Is she going to be able to like make it back such that she can go out and purchase new China? I mean, I feel like very few people are in that, um, you know. Yeah. I, I think have that here's the thing. I think that right now, China is very hard to even give away. Yeah, there, is. Some, there are some people who appreciate it. But, you know, our, our parents thought that they were doing us a favor by collecting all this, passing it down to us, because it was such an expensive item. It was the same with furniture. You know, the 20s and 30s, people would pass down their big, heavy furniture. And we younger generation would be so excited to have it because it was so expensive. But now you can go to Ikea and get something for under a hundred bucks that you don't feel so bad about giving. Like when we just moved out of our house, we gave most of the stuff away. 
We didn't take it to the dump or anything like that because we, but we help so many families get started mm -hmm. by the contents of our house. It was really, really, it was actually really, really fun. So I think that there are two camps. There are the people who are great at making money off of these things and the people who it takes too much emotional time, energy, mm -hmm. effort, mental space, especially when you're moving, Kirsten. Now, here's a question. Is there anybody else in your family who would appreciate the, the China? Um, yeah, my husband who lives in my house. <laughs> Got it. Oh, okay. Well, then there's the easy who picked, answer. Who picked it out? <laughs> oh, okay. I didn't realize, because usually guys do not have that strong a feeling. Mm, I knew oh, he sure does. <laughs> okay, so here's a different question. Are there any pieces you could add to it that aren't part of the set, but could make it look a little more fun and eclectic? Oh, yeah. Zhuzh it up, Kirsten. Yeah. yeah. No, and I mean... And I think, you know, I think you're, it's, it's hard because I think there's also, there's two camps. I love the idea of two camps of, of, of both trying to make money off of it and trying to feel like you're recouping some of your investment. And then the camp on like, you're just blessing someone else and you're making someone mm -hmm. else's day. But then I think there's also two camps on like, there's stuff in my house that is totally what you're saying. It's the Ikea. It's like, you know what? I am so glad I spent no money on this because the yeah. dog ate it and my kids markered right. on it. And I can't get, I have, a, I mean, the number of I mean, my children are 12, nine and seven. Nobody's watched cars in years. And yet right. Lightning McQueen stickers still over the bookcase. I am glad I bought a piece of junk bookcase, but then yeah. I'm also really glad for the beautiful, heavy bookcase that was in my husband's room and in my grandpa's thing. So it's also, you know, right. it's, it's like the balance of not buying all disposable junk, no. buying really good quality stuff that you are going to hold on to. Um, and, but it's kind of having, you got to have the wisdom to know the difference. You know what I mean? Okay. Absolutely. Um, like mattresses, I buy good mattresses because mm -hmm. cheap mattresses will get you nowhere. And mm -hmm. I'm a big tuft and needle person, but, yeah. um, you know, like when we were so much of our stuff, we have some beautiful antiques and then we have some Ikea and then we have some things that we got rid of the Ikea so we could upgrade. Like when we just bought some things, we bought them at living spaces. And I plan on living with these things for the next 15, 20 years. Okay. And I know what you're talking about, but living spaces is regional. So for our West Coast listeners, oh. yeah, you, you're looking at me, Kathy, though. We are very blessed to have living spaces in our backyard. It is yes. incredible, Graham. Oh, it is, is incredible. It, is it? It's, um, it's like Ikea prices, but it's pottery bar and quality, right? I mean, it's really amazing. It's amazing. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. We when, are we, the, when are you rolling it out here? To the yes. I don't know, but it really, they have, it's amazing. They're, they're Ikea, they have a, when you walk in, they have a bench that's Pottery Barn, a bench that's Ikea, not a bench, a couch that's Pottery Barn, a couch that's Ikea, and a couch that's Living Spaces, and it's the price of the Ikea couch, the exact same manufacturer's Pottery Barn. It's amazing. I mean, maybe it's, I'm lying. I hope nobody sues me because I might be remembering this wrong, but. But you know what? We did some custom furniture there that I was like, okay, even, we, we don't have a place in our mountain house, but this one I'm not just giving away. We gave one of the couches to my daughter, who I know absolutely loves it. And the other one, I'm like, okay, well, we're going to figure out how to make this work in our house. That's how much I love it. And that's the thing. Move the things where you're like, I would be buried with this. Mm -hmm. I have an antique washstand that it's like I'm redesigning my whole bedroom because I love it so much. But those are the pieces you take with you, not the Ikea, you know, we have 15 year old Ikea stuff that we gave to a new couple starting out and they were thrilled. Right. Right. Well, it's just like buying the really classic 
you know, Burberry raincoat you're going to have for right. the rest of your life. And then like the Target top that like you just yeah, have to let fun. go after, you know, six months when you've got a stain on it, like move along, you know, yeah. like it's the high, we, we say that in fashion all the time, right? Like you get your very nice antique pearls that you were grandma's. And then you also like, you know, go to, you know, the, go to the Target fun costume jewelry, jewelry and mix that in. You know? Yeah. And that's the thing, you know, it's also knowing that somebody else can you somebody else is going to be thrilled to get that shirt somebody else you're not just throwing things away because i'm not a big believer in fast fashion i don't i'm not i'm not buying things at forever 21 especially since i'm 52 but i want to make sure that not i don't want to lie to myself there's nothing better there's nothing redeeming about having something hanging in your closet that you never wear there's no redemption there mm -hmm. I like your concept about dedicating a room. Talk about that. That's a very interesting idea yeah. to me. So I, sometimes we are cluttered because we don't know what our house is about. And so I use my house differently than my parents did. Like they had their master bedroom and we as kids, you know, we could go in there, but only with permission. And then, um, you know, we had the two kids bedrooms and then we had the formal living room and then we had the family room in the kitchen. Now, everything in my house, I'm sure like you guys is multi-purpose. Like kids mm -hmm. were doing homework in the kitchen and we had the computer set up in the living room because we wanted to see what those kids were doing. Mm -hmm. And my bedroom is also my office and things like that. So mm -hmm. saying, Hey, this is, these are the five purposes for each room. So you're going to dedicate the room to these five purposes. And you're going to make sure that, you know, when you say, okay, we're our homework center is the kitchen. That's just how it has to be. But you have stuff for your kids to be able to do their homework in the kitchen. It's not upstairs in the office. And then, you know, your stuff is all over the house. And so to really dedicate each room. And one of the things that we've done is we've, we've actually put up signs in each room to say, this is how we want the room to feel. This is how we want to um, interact in this space. So like in our living room, we have a quote from J.R.R. Tolkien about, it was the kind of house where people wanted to sit around and talk and sing and tell stories or and, and just rest and it's this beautiful literary quote but that's how we want our living room to feel and then there's a great quote by julia child i'm totally gonna all the best people love to eat and so we put that up in our kitchen because and then we also have a sign that says um uh when you have more than you need build a longer table not a taller wall uh, not a higher higher fence and you know that we have a very long table ikea table in our kitchen because we just wanted something super long where people could sit around and talk for hours and that's what we've got and we want to, we want to be inclusive in that so dedicating the space with these quotes and things helps us realize what that space is about i like that okay all right well i want to respect your time because i know you have eight million things going on um Graham, do you think we're ready for the lightning round? Absolutely. I was. I mean, because the truth you. is, you know, we could talk to Kathy all day. As I've like, as she's talking, I'm like, can I ask her about this? Can I ask her about this? I know. I feel bad. <laughs> I might just need your phone number. I don't know if you do independent <laughs> consulting. I love, I love all it. right. So we're going to ask you a lightning round. Just say the first thing that comes to your mind. Don't okay. overthink it. Um, okay. okay. Hangers, wooden, mm -hmm. wire, or a plastic? Oh, none of them. Felt. Oh, felt. felt. Oh, we forgot Ooh, felt. Kirsten. Wild card. Way to go. People hey. are nuts for felt. That's like the whole. That's yeah. The whole so thing, like it? those spaghetti straps don't fall off. I love them. 
Oh, that yeah, is. We, yeah. We need that. But then what do you do, Kathy? What's your system for the dry cleaning um, revolving door of wire hangers? Oh, I just take them back to the dry cleaner. Yeah. Lovely. They love I do them. too. I do too. I actually they have do. two of those cardboard triangle things that they give you. Yeah. yeah. And it doesn't matter. Like it's, I have them, they're full every week. And yet yeah. my life is overwhelmed with wire hangers. Like, where are they coming from? Are, are people coming in the middle of the night, leaving them? They're leaving them there for you. Yes. It's the same with the single socks. Yes. <laughs> All right. Container store or Ikea? I think we know the answer to this since you've mentioned it a couple times. Um, okay. You don't need more containers. You need less stuff. And when you get your stuff, you get it at Ikea. Okay. I love it. Okay cereal out of the box or in? And this is referring to these fancy pantries everyone seems to have now. Like, do you keep your food in the stuff it comes in or do you like repackage it into something? Okay, so for my canisters, everything's in a canister. But you know what? That's a lot of effort for some Cheerios. So mm -hmm. in the box. Got it. I love that. Heart. Like there's been a marketing person who took a beautiful picture of the mm -hmm. cereal. Do you remember that special that was on TV in the 90s where they would show how food stylists work and yes. really it was glue, not milk? Right. Oh, yeah. right. I just feel like there's a, they're like, we spent 17 hours picking out the most luscious flakes. I feel like they go to all that effort. Why are we just throwing these boxes away? <laughs> well, right. and also, I feel like, honestly, the whole reason they have these colorful boxes because all the food is brown and gray. Yeah, and I look into true. these fancy pantries and I'm like, every th I don't want to eat any of this. I want the colorful boxes that yep, make exactly. the food. <laughs> oh my okay. gosh, crazy. Chalkboard tags or label maker? Oh, label maker. I, I love need, a good label maker. I need a label maker. I don't oh, know. are they the expensive? brother handheld one? Brother handheld? Okay. Yep, that's the one. Okay. I can get that on Amazon. Mm -hmm. I'm going to get one. Yes. I'm going to do my closet and make some labels after this. I love a good label. Mm. Okay. Kirsten. Finish this sentence. I specialize in decluttering, but shh, even I hold on to. Oh, books. I, I, I am Fair. so much better. I had like 13 bookcases, one in the bathroom, like don't even get me started. But um, yeah, I hold on to books that I, I know I'm probably not going to read just because they're books, like there's something magical. But I am better about getting rid of them. And I am, I am a sucker for socks. Like I love good socks and I have more than I should. Yeah. Um, I do love that part in your book where you talked about getting rid of your collection of, was it InStyle magazine or whatever you said that you um, never even read when they first came, but you've right. been hoarding them? Yes, because I think I'm going to get InStyle at some point. It's never going to happen. <laughs> I, have, I have to tell you, I realized when we moved last time that I had nine years of of house beautiful that I kept, I kept it. My house was not beautiful enough for the amount of house beautifuls I have. And I had them all like in chronological order. Like I didn't oh have a goodness. month missing. Oh my, you were, you were a serious collector. But accident, that's, that's a weird habit. No, no, completely accidentally though. That's it was so totally funny. not intentional. And it would just come from the mailbox. I'd go, oh, that's interesting. And put it in the pile. I love it. <laughs> Maybe glance at it for two seconds while going through the mail, then put it on the pile to get to it later. That's then so the once you've got nine years then of backlog, so you're never going to get to it. Right? Yeah. 
Except you could do my next dream, which is making those creepy like ransom notes. You know, you'd be great for that where you just cut out all the letters. There you go. There <laughs> people you don't make ransom you... notes anymore, Graham. That's a great call. People don't make ransom notes oh, enough. Well, okay. if, I, if I kidnapped you, I'd ransom you. Okay, last one. Yes. Oddest thing in your junk drawer. Oh, you guys are going to love this. You guys will love this. So my kids for Christmas, because they know we don't want clutter, got us a cheese of the month club. <gasps> and so I've got these little signs where you can write the name of the cheese on it. Oh, that's so, so classy. We're also yeah. an etiquette and decor podcast, Kathy. Yeah, so. Exactly. No, this is just like, but they're in my them. junk drawer. So let's be clear. They're in my junk drawer. Well, so here's what you do. I'm going to advise you now. You're going to yes, move please. them over to your utility drawer oh, where you keep your go. cheese slicer and your, yeah. you know, all then your grater. Like, yeah. No, no, no. I'm going to one up you. I'm going to one up you. You go yeah. get that really, really fancy cheese. I don't even know if this really exists, but it certainly exists in movies. Um, you get the really fancy one that doesn't need to be refrigerated, and you get one of those weird glass, the, like, the glass dome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, that's no, so we're fancy. Both looking at each other, making the dome symbol, the glass dome, and maybe you also, if there's a honeycomb lying around, I would put that oh, on there too. And that's, that's what I've been missing is the honeycomb. You totally. You don't have a honeycomb. Oh my God. I, I, how do I even host this, people? I we know how to thank her for her time, Kirsten. It's a good pair of socks and a honeycomb. This lady. There we go. Just what you need. I don't even like honey, and I want. And she'll honeycomb probably regift time. it. She'll declutter and regift. No, them. you know what? A good pair of socks. I'm going to wear that till Jesus comes back. It's all good, friends. <laughs> I love oh it. Um, okay, well, Kathy, you have been such a treat. Tell all of our listeners they can find you at the Clutter Free Academy podcast. Yes. I think I added several extra words on that, but just Clutter Free Academy. Exactly. The Clutter Free Academy podcast. And um, on Facebook, we have a group. It's called Clutter Free Academy, where 10,000 women and a couple of brave men Mm. get rid of clutter. And it's the best place on the internet. Okay. But one quick question. If I graduate from the Clutter Free Academy, do I keep my diploma or do I get rid of it? No, you get rid of it because you know (laughs) in your heart the change you've made. (laughs) Okay, I think that sums it up for us. Kathy, thank you so much for being here. Oh, Kirsten and Graham, you guys are a delight. Thank you so much. Have a wonderful day and get that internet working in Silicon Valley. I'm really concerned about this. Yeah, I'll get on that. I'll send my best people. I don't understand how these 20-year-olds are making bajillions and they don't have working internet out there. Right. It doesn't make any sense. It's like, yeah. Have a wonderful day. Welcome home. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Welcome Home. We think you guys are the best. Our sweet listeners tell us all the time that it feels like we're real life friends and not to be too mushy, but we feel the same about you. So why not go ahead and connect with us on Instagram? We're at the Welcome Home Podcast. Or if it's something super secret, feel free to send us an email at hello at thewelcomehomepodcast.com, especially if it's a secret about Kirsten. I'm the one who checks the email. It will stay between us. And as always, if you'd enjoyed today's episode of Welcome Home, please make sure you're subscribed. And also, if you have a few minutes, we'd just love for you to leave us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Also, please share the show with your friends. Tell your friends. That's the hospitable thing to do. Thanks for listening to Welcome Home.